Yo, what up, what up, what up? This is the Lazy Philosophers Podcast, and we're back in the building. So guys, <laughs> this list might be a little bit strange. Um, I don't think many people were going to say, I want to go back in time and be a YouTuber as one of their um, things that they wish they could tell their 20-year-old self or skills they could have acquired. But the reason the reason I want to be a YouTuber still throughout this day, even though put very not that much effort in my YouTube channel um, is because I think that the freedom of career that YouTubers are afforded, especially at the high levels, when you're watching guys being able to do pay-per-view fights, when you're watching guys being able to cross over into music, make legitimate films, um, have doors open for them the way they do, I love writing esoteric stuff you can't really tell from my core answers because i write my core answers i would love to write deep well thought out like really long answers into what i actually think rather than clickbaity good advice but the reason i write my advice the way i do is to build a following so that i can eventually write the content i want and i really have always wanted to do a few things i've wanted to make films that reflect deep and nuanced concepts and I want to have people invest in my films and um, for those of you who don't know I've had two TV shows almost get picked up um, I had a TV show uh, with James Altucher called Crypto.Comedy that we had lots of conversations with lots of people lots of people loved it it looked like it was gonna had have the green light ended up didn't happen then I had um, hold on one second then I had uh, another TV show called Brown Guys Who Fuck, or it was going to be called Brown Guys. And it was like Sex in the City, but with two uh, brown guys, uh, lead being Usama Siddiqui, uh, who's going to be probably one of the most famous comedians in the world in, I would say, a year or two, and Karen Margolis, who is a former writer on Inside Amy Schumer. And, you know, that one didn't end up manifesting the way uh, we thought it would. And the main issue is like none of us at that time had a, a following that was compelling. And if I had a following, both of those things could have happened. If I had a bigger following, for example. And um, also I'm like writing a book right now, like the book that I've just written called The Power Bible, I, the thing I'm most proud of in life. But another book I'm writing is called The Holocron and it's about the metaphys metaphysics of identity and it's about the myth of morality um and all these other things it's very it's kind of it's an esoteric text and it relies a lot on on philosophy like the history of philosophy uh, french philosophical canon etc and um my main issue with my own book isn't that that i'm writing is is that i know that this is there is going to be limited amount of people who, who are going to read it because it's going to be about kind of a very niche thing where that's not really a concern when you have a massive following. So that's why I said that. I It's, it's because I wanted the creative freedom that comes with it and the lifestyle freedom. And I just think what they what YouTubers do can, can be art. I'm not saying all the time is, but can be really artistic and really compelling and it branches off into so many different careers. The other thing I wanted to talk about was um, when I talk about pedigree and wanting to have made better grades, I'm half Indian, half black, and I was born in London, raised in Hong Kong. And 
then uh, and then I moved to Texas. And the when I moved to Texas, it was kind of an isolating experience because a lot of kids don't have that same background. A lot of kids born in Texas will live in Texas and will die in Texas. And so I kind of there was always been an element of social isolation for me, not in willfully, but just in a kind of experiential kind of way. And um, as I've gotten older and met a lot of, you know, people who've gone to these really prestigious schools, it's not even so much that um, is that the the people there that have similar backgrounds to me. They've lived in these places or they've been there or they've traveled. And like, I, I just find it easier to have relationships with girls who go to Ivy League schools and stuff like that. And so um, for me, I think that going there, for, uh, Ivy League school for law school might have been a less isolating experience than law school was for me. In law school, I was... Um, I just didn't connect to a lot of my class. And that's what kind of pushed me towards doing stand-up is because I didn't have a connection with people in my class. So it worked out for the best, but I would have liked to see a life where where I had that option of going to a prestigious school. And also, because I'm very vain, um, you can tell by a lot of my posts, um, very concerned with looks, aesthetics, self-image. Um, I joke around with my friend Jay, I'm so superficial, it's deep. And I don't let superficiality dissuade me from hanging out with people but i do let superficiality my superficiality shape a lot of my decisions and um that because it has to do with access and i get into that somewhere else right um the next thing i'm going to talk about is voice and um i'm going to tell you working on your diction it really matters and for those of you who are listening and are new listeners um go back and listen to some of my old podcasts pick one from like three years ago, um, I sound very, very different and it took a lot of work. Um, I didn't, I didn't pay for classes, but I, I literally just scoured the internet. I practiced, I try to really refine the way I'm speaking and I still work on it. And I really, um, when things are only look as good as they sound. Right. And so my issue wasn't so much that I wanted to get rid of the, the fun guy that, I was in these other um, recordings. It's that I wanted to be taken seriously. And the aesthetic of seriousness is different than the aesthetic of fun. And it's not, I haven't lost that capability, Um, but I didn't have the ability. That was the scary part was that when you do not have the ability to sound different in a situation where it would matter to you, where there will be profound implications on what happens in your life you have a problem. If you can't just turn on that switch, you have a problem. And we relate to ourselves by the way in which that we sound. So me taking the time to work on this has really, really helped my life. And I'm going to tell you guys, with regard to dating, um, having a good voice is, I think, I think the most attractive indicator to a woman. woman. And there's a, I have my own theories on this. And it's more attractive than height, just to put an example. Because if you're a tall guy with a terrible voice, number one, the juxtaposition on your voice to with your body makes it is is worse than if you were smaller. Also, the what I think is is that the ceiling on dominance for height is probably within twenty to thirty people. You know, twenty to thirty people will look at you in a room, um, just based on your height. And then it gets maxed out on there. If you're like seven feet tall, you know, probably like 30 people are going to turn and look at you. But like, that's about it. 
when you got to think about this, if you're a good orator, if you can speak, Martin Luther King um, gathered over a million people in D.C. because he could speak. Speakers are leaders. We tend to follow those who sound like those people that we should follow. And so the the ceiling on just having a nice, a good voice is just way higher. Then you combine that with it's a feeling, it's a sensation within the mind. It's a it's a you you viscerally are are identifying with that person, right? Like right now, I'm inside your head. And if your voice sounds good, the better your voice sounds, the better that feels for that person. So the entire experience of being with you is drug like produces euphoria, right? So these are things that you really want to think about. And third is it makes it easier to play a character of somebody who is dominant or somebody who has things under control. Or it's, and, and we relate to ourselves by the way in which we sound. If you're stuttering, if you're messing up on words, if you're smashing your words together, you end up, whether or not you're intelligent, making yourself believe that you're not intelligent. I've seen many people get needlessly held back because of accent difficulties or not taking their time to enunciate or have good diction, word choice. So those are some of the things that I would have worked on in my 20s. And I'm glad I got to contextualize this. But um, yeah, as always, like, follow, share, subscribe. Um, yeah, follow me here. I also post these videos on YouTube. So let's say um, you like this, but you don't have a SoundCloud account. You can go to my YouTube channel, The Lazy Philosopher. I update it daily with the exact same podcast episodes, but there's like a little graphic thing and it's like really cool. So anyway, Godspeed and good night.